Are you having a hard time finding a good book to read about Twin Peaks? Did you finish binge-watching Twin Peaks in quarantine, and now you're looking for more? If so, we have the book for you. Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the book. Based off the popular show from the 1990s, read about the making of each episode from over 100 cast and crew members. This book covers Season 1, Season 2, Firewalk With Me, and Season 3. But wait, there's more! This book has commentary from the community and the host from the wildly popular podcast Twin Peaks Unwrapped. Order now! Supplies are very limited. Only $25.99 plus shipping and handling. Go to bluerosemag.com today. Welcome to this week's edition of Twin Peaks Unwrapped, and we're going to do something a little bit different. We're not going to be reviewing any episodes. We're going to be doing the Twin Peaks Festival. I'm your host, Brian Kazaska, and beside me... I'm Ben Durant, and we're here with uh, Peter Dom from WelcomeToTwinPeaks.com. And hi, Brian. Hey, how you doing? Hey. So you were just there. It was just this past weekend that it was the uh, Twin Peaks Festival 2015, and you were there. How did everything go? Oh, it was awesome. I had the best time. Um, I feel like I've been to a four-day rock festival or something. I mean, exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I had I have lots of memories. I'm trying to figure out what happened exactly. Um, no, it was great. It was great. We're a lot of events, a lot of stuff to do, um, a lot of uh, cool people. I, yeah, yeah, best and, of times. And have you gone before? Yeah, this was my fir- my second one. Hmm. Um, I was there in 2010. That was my first. Told myself not to return because I mean, do it once and have a have a have a great time, and then uh, just yeah, live your life. Uh, so, and then and then was, this year, this year that we, ha- we find out that Twin Peaks is coming back to uh, to TV. I mean, you think there would be a, a big momentum and that people would be excited to be coming back to the festival? Did you get that? To the sense? festival, you mean? Yeah, to the festival because now that they know the show is coming back. Oh sure, yeah. That was that was my main reason to to go back to the festival because I wanted to see how people were responding to the news and just 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 yeah, um, just feel that electricity, you know. Um, and there sure was a lot of that. Um, not in the way that that we were talking about it all the time, uh, but everyone was just really optimistic and like, wow, this is happening, and I, we we really couldn't believe it. It was actually going to happen again. Uh, it felt surreal. That's awesome. And and the, you, you, being there, uh, did you, did you learn some uh, some things about the, the the new show? I mean, I think you learned about lo- maybe some locations they might shoot uh, the show in. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I learned quite a few things. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not allowed to <laughs> to, to tell anything oh. uh, uh-huh. other than the things that I have already tweeted. Uh-huh. Um, but I I'm sure there uh, there are going to be some more details soon. 
Yeah, and and so the things that you 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 had tweeted about was the the sheriff station and uh, the Her- Hurley residence and the Palmer House were were places that yeah a Palmer House I can't specify which one right maybe it's both <laughs> and did, did you happen to go to the double R or or, or, or yeah sure. yeah yeah we uh, I think we had lunch once at the at Tweets and uh, yeah of course that's uh, that's the one that's the stuff you have to do. And you definitely showed on, on your website that uh, uh, the people g- got their pictures taken with David Lynch, that he actually did show up to the uh, to the double R place there a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, I think that was two weeks ago, approximately. Um, yeah, so he was there. We missed him by just a couple of days. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was really hoping that maybe he would stick around, and I know he doesn't really show up to the festivals, but I was really hoping that maybe he would show up to this one. Yeah, people were really expecting a big surprise as well. Maybe David Lynch showing up, or uh, like maybe he re- he had recorded uh, a little video uh, while he was there. Uh, but nothing, unfortunately. It was uh, there were no real big surprises surprises this year. Yeah. Uh, maybe some little surprises. I don't know if there's surprises. I mean, Catherine Coulson uh, had a uh, a message from David Lynch that she shared with people during the dinner, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so usually, yeah, somebody um, gets a message message from David. Um, I mean, I think last year Jen brought uh, she recited a message. This year, Catherine, uh, yeah, had something written down on a piece of paper, um, which was all about the real mystery which has gone missing in this world. Mm. And uh, yeah, David Lynch and Mark Frost want to bring that back. That's awesome. That's really cool. And then uh, Charlotte Stewart, uh, she announced a, a book that she's writing that might be coming out in April. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the release date isn't 100% yet, but um, she mentioned April 1st. Uh, it's a book she wrote herself. I think she spent the past two years writing it. Um, yeah, and it's called Little House on a Prairie, Eraserhead, and Little Twin Peaks Walking into a Bar. And, and Brian, just to let you know, Charlotte Stewart is is Mrs. Briggs. That would be Bobby Briggs's mother oh, okay. and Major Briggs's wife, wife and stuff. And she's she's worked with David Lynch for a long time since Eraserhead and since oh, his first she was cool. Mary X and, and Eraserhead. Yeah. So what is uh the the prairie coming to? Well, Little House in a Prairie. Prairie. She, she, I don't. I think she was a school teacher in uh, okay. Little House in a Prairie. Now yeah. it all makes sense. I didn't know <laughs> that title was like that's an interesting title. Yeah, yeah. she has really, uh, uh, let's say, a normal uh, role in uh, Little House in the Prairie. Yeah. Um, so were you able to attend? Yeah. Were you able to attend all the events? Like, I guess there, you know, you definitely were probably at the celebrity uh, banquet and. Um, yeah. And and was there anything else that you got? I mean, to me, one of the big things was uh, Catherine Coulson's uh, message and and Charlotte Stewart's. But was there anything else that you really uh, it was was interesting from the the actors that you got? No, I mean it was just uh, it was just good fun to hang out with them. Um, and uh, yeah, they were, were just so cool. Uh, like Ian Buchanan, he's just this motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> you know you're the, I, I think we should leave it in but you were the first one to swear on the show yeah. <laughs> that, that, i think it's awesome <laughs> that's cool he is awesome he's a really cool guy and i mean like he's a funny character on the show and i think i mean uh, brian's a little ahead than what we've been we've been airing on the podcast but you're just getting to to dick you yes, know d- yes. d- 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 uh, is that uh, dick uh, tremaine tremaine, tremaine yeah. yeah but yeah so what why do you say that what what makes him such a a badass <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, me and Brad were talking about it, and Brad compared him to, like, the Bond villain. <laughs> if you like this look like you can't kill me or <laughs> that's awesome yeah he's, he's got this really really cool and uh, a little bit dandy look uh, and he's yeah he's just super cool yeah. and uh, another person that was also really excited to be there and was fun to hang out with was uh, Jonathan Leffel who was uh, Pierre Chalfant in uh, Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me so he would be he would be like uh, like the little boy who had the the cream corn the in his yeah. hand. Yeah. So he's, uh, Brian hasn't gotten to firewalk with me, but it's the no. same boy who uh, has corn in his hand. Oh, uh, corn, cream, cream corn. corn. Yes. Cream corn. Yeah. It's it's not the same actor though. Right. That's right. Austin, Austin Lynch. Lynch uh, yeah. Lynch done. Right. The series, but uh, yeah, Austin was a little bit too. He had grown too much uh, to play <laughs> a few the, years, the part yeah. in the film, so uh, they cast uh, just a local kid and. Uh, yeah, he had no clue what he was participating in. Um, <laughs> but he said he was just like, he felt really comfortable because he was on the set with Cheryl Lee and he just followed her around because she was just like a beautiful blonde. Oh, yeah. Old woman. <laughs> <laughs> he, Who wouldn't, right? Who wouldn't follow her around? Oh, man. Uh, but then, yeah, he told me that he went to the, the premiere with, uh, with, uh, a couple of family members, and that was the very first thing that he ever saw Twin Peaks. Yeah, so that would be 1992's uh, wow. festival, the first festival that he probably attended. Yeah, yeah that's I think awesome. He was only about 10 or 11 years old. And Brian doesn't know anything about the movie, but that's a pretty intense movie for a 10 year old. I think I was 16 when I saw it when it first came in, in the theaters, but boy, to be 10 years old and, and wow. seeing that stuff, it's, it's intense. Yeah he, yeah, he told me that. Uh, he had nightmares for years after. <laughs> yeah. the movie, so. Wow! You know, uh, uh, the, the Ian said something else uh, during the during the banquet that I thought you had videotaped, but he was like, um, he Ian Buchan Buchanan came from soap operas and stuff, and he was so excited to be on Twin Peaks, and uh, he he reads the script and he says. Okay, I'm with Lucy, and then there's Andy, and it seems like there's this love triangle. It's like I'm on a soap opera again. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny, but he wasn't expecting to, to, to get that type of a part. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Of, like, there's so many cool things that that, that was really happened that weekend. I even like that uh, you were in the red room there. They had a little piece where you That's get to cool. you get to go in and take pictures with a chair and and be a part of that. And was do you have any other memories that really you know, especially like the uh, the bus tour that you had and stuff? How did that go? I wasn't on the bus tour because I did it in 2010, and um, so yeah, I decided to skip that. But I heard. Nothing but good things from those on the bus tour because they got access to uh, the sheriff's station and they were able to take some pictures inside. Um, and the, uh, the bus tour people, those were the, the ones who found out that the Hurley House was uh, going to be part of the filming because uh, the owner was just, <laughs> she was home at home and she, was, she started by uh, trying to attract their attention by uh, opening and closing her drapes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then she came out in front and, and invited everyone to come over and take a picture. So, uh, yeah, she was very cool. Uh, but I haven't personally met her because I wasn't on the tour. So you did go with a group of people, and, and um, uh, Josh uh, was taking groups of people to, to show different locations? That, that was just yeah. something that the group of you guys just went and checked out? It wasn't part of the yeah, bus? I mean, Josh is just, he's, he's the ultimate Twin Peaks guy. He knows he, everything about the show. So every little detail, everything. And he would 
be there uh, at every event, and he would just like do like these impromptu tours as well. So it, he he did the official bus tour, but then when we were at the Kiana Lodge, he would just like say, in about ten minutes, I will start another tour, and you could just join it, and he would tell you all all the things about uh, the camera angles, the lenses used. Um, it's awesome. Exactly. The, yeah, the establishing shots, everything. So, and I know I'll butcher his name. His Josh Eisenstein. And he's actually a director and screenwriter. So I mean, to have that, you know, have that background behind the scenes, I think, you know, brings so much. But we actually do have. We we will be uh, sharing like an audio clip of him, kind of giving a, a tour of the lodge. And he was something else. He really was very knowledgeable and a, a fun guy to, to you know <laughs> to have a tour with. <laughs> He got into Twin Peaks at a very, very uh, early age as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, one of his big passions. And, um, you, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he's around you, I, like, I was very humbled by his presence. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know a bit about Twin Peaks, but he knows everything. So I would just shut my mouth and listen to him <laughs> in awe. Too cool. You know, one of my favorites, so you were nice enough to, to actually um, uh, film it and, and share it on Twitter, and I think that was so cool, and thank you for doing that. And uh, Yeah, my, my pleasure. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, this Periscope thing is pretty cool. Um, uh, I had to decide, like, am I going to take pictures? Am I going to make a, a good quality video, or am I going to just share this instantly with with the followers and I went for the last option and, and I got really good response and feedback so uh, yeah I was happy to share share all of that with those who weren't able to attend well, thank you so much. My last thing is that I, my favorite, one of my my favorite videos was you were on the beach uh, near the log, the big log at the opening of of the of the. Did you see this, Brian? Yes, yeah, yeah. So people were getting wrapped in plastic. <laughs> they they would sit, they'd lay down, yeah. and they would wrap them in plastic, and then get pictures taken and stuff. And that I was thought too that was fun. a doll. I thought it was a doll of Laura in plastic. Oh, no, and, there was a big queue, a big line of people just waiting to get wrapped in plastic. That is and, awesome. Uh, and the funny thing was that in the beginning it took a while to get people wrapped up and unwrapped after. Too but funny. the crew, the fest crew just found this good technique to do it very, very fast <laughs> just by, by practicing. And yeah, by the end it was a really smooth operation and I think, yeah, uh, dozens of people got wrapped in plastic That's that great. Uh, afternoon. Fun. Well, thank you so much, Peter, for your time. And I, you know, like we said, we love your website. Yes. Well, welcome to TwinPeaks.com. I mean, it's to me, it's like the the must place to go if you're a Twin Peaks fan. I'm, you know, you're always updating it every day, and I'm always learning new stuff. And uh, thank you for all you do for the community. Oh yeah, my pleasure. Uh, I love doing that. Uh, check it out on on Twitter. That's our Waldo and Facebook.com/slash Welcome to Twin Peaks because that's where I post most updates. Actually, the website itself is for like longer reads and, and, and news, uh, breaking news stuff. But yeah, follow me everywhere on Instagram. Uh, welcome to Twin Peaks. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be doing that for, for a long while, I guess, now. Oh, yeah, now that's coming back. <laughs> I mean, last thing, uh, what's the sense you get? Do we really think it's going to be 2017 that the, that the, uh, the show has been delayed to? I mean, we had that one uh, Baseball Hall of Fame quote from yeah. Frost. Just that quote it hasn't been uh, denied uh, so yeah. yeah for now I would say that's a safe bet because right uh, 
And there was a recent Showtime um, uh, interview with I think the yeah the the the, the uh, uh, I don't know CEO I think of Showtime and I don't know when that was filmed but it, he he didn't seem to say anything so I, I keep waiting for Showtime to to you know update their website and let us know that it's been delayed but uh, I guess I'll have to go to your website. The website, to, the website is pretty slow in updates because I think um, yeah the, the the site itself was only launched. I mean, the, well, the Twin Peaks page was only launched like two months after uh, the first original uh, press release. Oh, that's right. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, I guess the webmaster is a little bit slow. So uh, I wouldn't count on that. And But, yeah, you know, there, there are a lot of factors that um, are in play here. So... Well, I'm willing to wait. I'm willing to wait as long as it takes, as long as it yeah. happens. Oh, <laughs> yes, please. Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Peter. I really appreciate your time. We appreciate your time. Yeah, and thank we, you. Yeah, take care. Okay, okay. Have a good day, guys. Yep. All right, thank, thank you. you. for having okay. me. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And we'll be back right after this with... Um, Catherine E. Colson, a.k.a. The Log Lady. Uh, she's going to take some time to talk about the festival with us. So we'll be right back. Okay, so this one comes with a little interesting behind-the-scenes story that Mr. Beamer calls. What we're looking at here is Ben Horn's office. Now, I'm sure a lot of you are thinking, well, this isn't Ben Horn's office. You've got the double set of doors, the stairs that go down, all of that stuff. The reason is this. This is used once, and that's in the pilot. Uh, there's been a lot of debate back and forth which one of these it was, but it's definitely been confirmed it is this one. Now Leland is sitting on the couch and Ben is up here. Now what happened was, for all the interiors here, what you see during the series are sets, but those sets are reproductions for the most part. They were intended to be reproductions of all of this. They came down with a crew, they measured this thing with the Palmer House interiors, all of that. The sheriff station, in order to recreate it on the stage. And this being one of them, but because the only shot we had of Ben Horn's office, was this, it gave them a lot of room to play. You know what I mean? A lot of room to design around that, which some other sets didn't have. Now, when they were filming the scene, there's nothing scripted about Ben Horn's spitting in the fireplace. The story, according to Richard, is this. They're filming the scene, and Richard's standing over here, you know, doing his, uh, you know, we have solid information that the packet song was gonna go belly up within a year. You know, that, this whole speech. And, he kind of says to David Lynch, you know, I feel like, shouldn't I be doing something other than just standing here? And David Lynch says to him, you know what, Richard? Just cock a big woogie in the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happened. So, all right, we're here with Catherine E. Coulson, uh, a.k.a. the Log Lady. And, uh, hi, Catherine. Hi, nice to talk to you. Yeah, you know, I I just want to say, you know, this is a Twin Peaks podcast, but I really think you're an amazing person. I mean, you you've been a teacher, you've been an assistant director, camera assistant, you've been an actor in television, film, theater. I, I noticed that you also done um, audio work for um, audio books and stuff, and I'm sure there's so much more that you've done, which is incredible. Well, I've had a really fortunate career of varied. Very, using various aspects of my personality. I was actually a camera operator as well, and that's how I, I met David Lynch uh, doing Eraserhead, because he cast me in the, in the movie as the nurse, but we never shot the scene. But because um, I was married to Jack Nance, who was mm. playing Henry, yeah. he asked me if I would help out on the film, and it really became my film school. Um, now I had done uh, my master's in theater and then 
moved to L.A. and had this opportunity to work with this man who I thought was probably pretty special. Yeah. And I learned how to, you know, push the dolly, hold the boom, pull focus. Amazing. Shoot a B camera. It was really my film school. I didn't know it would go on for so long. <laughs> like five years? Really five wonderful. years or so? Yeah. We, we shot for a, quite a few years wow. on and off. And then I met John Cassavetes, who was the artist in residence at the American Film Institute, and uh, went to work with Fred Elms and John um, shooting uh, The Killing of a Chinese Bookie and Opening Night. So that was sort of the end of my film school, and then I became one of the first women in the camera union, but I kept acting. That's something. And uh, That's now funny. I've just been acting probably the last 20, 25 years. Yeah, in your theater group, I mean, theater group, the th theater organization that you're in, right? It's been like 20 years? Yeah, it's years. called the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. It's oh, yeah. in its 80th year. Wow. And it's in Ashland, Oregon. It's extremely popular. It's the oldest and largest rotating repertory theater in the country. We do 11 plays a year. <clears throat> Five or four are Shakespeare. The rest are new plays and world classics. And right now I'm in Guys and Dolls, which is really fun. Nice. That's I play the general, gen the general from the Salvation Army. Wow. And uh, it's, it's been great. And then hearing the news that we're going to work on Twin Peaks again, kind of balances it all out in that a really something. wonderful way. And how did you hear how did you first hear about that that there were going to be a new uh, a new series of Twin Peaks? Uh, David called me in the fall and uh, said he was going to do this for Showtime and was I interested? Oh yeah. Said yes and I was interested and he said well details to follow and then you know it kind of fell through for a while because Showtime didn't want to do it the way David did and yeah. he said no. And then a, a bunch of actors sort of spearheaded by Machen Amick and um, Kimmy Robertson and, um, gosh, I can't remember who else. So I think many maybe of them. Peggy Lipton. Yep. And we all <clears throat> did these, um, they got the idea to do these little YouTube-ish videos that would go on social media. Yeah, the Twin Peaks without David Lynch is, like the Twin Peaks without uh, David Lynch is, and then... Right, the, without uh, David Lynch, uh, uh, let's see... The show without David Lynch would be like a log without bark. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I love that. That's so cool. So, so we put them all together. I think Majin spearheaded. I'm not sure, and um, put them on. And David said it really made a huge difference because hmm. it got so much response. Yeah, the community was on fire. They they were all uh, you know responding to it. It, it. it it seemed like it really did make a big difference, and it seems like it maybe saved the show from coming back. I mean. Well, we don't know for sure, but yeah. we know that, that Showtime listened to the popularity among the fans, and there are a lot of wonderful Twin Peaks fans, truly the nicest people in the world. I mean, I just went to the Twin Peaks Fan Festival in Snoqualmie, and they were just lovely human beings. Oh, yeah. They but always are, and there were a lot of them this year, because it's the 25th anniversary. Right. Definitely. And, you know, I think this is your your 11th time attending the, the Twin Peaks Festival. Back, is back, it? Oh, I didn't know that. I think so. <laughs> I th I, you, start, you, you went to the original 1992 one, and, uh, and I, think you've, I think you've attended 11 of them now. I mean, it's, wow, it's something well, that's else. that's pretty amazing. Usually I have a play on the night of a big banquet. This year I didn't, because we do rotating repertory, I didn't have a, a show for um, two nights in a row, so I was there for two nights. It was great. I got to really you know, meet the fans and sign some autographs. And I came home and put my whole arm in ice. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a lot really, of the people have a lot of good stuff to yeah. sign. So it was fun. Yeah, I had a good time. I got to see some of my old friends from the cast and, um, and look forward to more. That's something. Yeah, you know, I, so I was doing research, and like when you attended the first uh, uh, Twin Peaks festival in 1992, there was a question to answer part, and they asked you, "Would would Twin Peaks ever come back to TV?" And you said, you know, basically, uh, it, it, the chance of that happening was nil. That that it probably was not going to ever happen. And it's funny just to be like that. 25 years years here we are. That there's this chance that no. it's coming back. I, mean, I remember David saying <clears throat> once I went to one of uh, this wonderful. Um, festival in London and a couple times at really well-run festival in London and my I, I talked to David right before I left and I said what can I tell the fans and he said tell them there are still stories to tell hmm. and That's so nice. I you know that so I said that then that was you know, a long time ago yeah. and um, and I, I still believe that he's had in his mind that he wasn't quite finished, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of feel that way. I mean, some people think that he was finished, but he, he seemed like every once in a while he was doing something. He did that, the um, the coffee commercial in, uh, I think, Japan. And I don't, oh, right, I th- we did coffee commercials, Georgia Coffee. Georgia Coffee, that's Those right. Cool. And so he's done... Japanese Coffee, but we shot them in, in L.A., yeah. Oh, yeah, and so he, every once in a while it seems like we're doing something related to Twin Peaks. So, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do next. Me uh, too, we <laughs> all are. Nobody has a clue. Now, I kind of feel like Twin Peaks in some way uh, originated with you because you know David had talked to you back when it was racer hit about being the the log uh, girl and stuff. Right, the log girl. And and you had this um uh, this whole TV show called I'll test my log with every branch of knowledge. And, right. And I, I <laughs> she always... was going to be the um person going to the experts to find out with I think with her little with a little boy and ask like a dentist to put on <clears throat> one of those little blue things with the clips around the log and probe the rings, and then um, we would learn about wood. This was the Ponderosa pine log, the only log. And um, we would also learn about dentistry and the importance of keeping your teeth clean. And there was an idea that um, we talked about and joked about for a long time, but then we didn't actually ever do because she manifested in another show. Yeah. It seems like something would have been great for PBS. Like, you know, you have Sesame Street, and then right after that, you have the log lady telling you about, or like, you're learning things. Every branch of knowledge. Yeah. That would have been something. Too funny. Sports very, you know, marketing savvy. David just wants to create wonderful things, and other people come along and help him sell them and market them, but that's not his thing. He just likes to make art yeah and I think that's great and I think that's smart what he's always been smart that he teams with other people to do that stuff and he gets to keep doing what he loves doing exactly yeah. and um, he did a beautiful a sh- retrospective of his painting and drawing at um, the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Art I think it was in um, uh, uh, it was this last year and I can't remember the date, but it was a wonderful show of 80 of his works. Oh, man. I wish I could have seen and, that. Uh, they played a couple of loops of um, one of his early films, The Alphabet. Yeah. It was just a terrific show. I went back and gave a little talk about Twin Peaks and his art, and it was it was just wonderful. If you could look it up at the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Art. Oh, don't have to do that. Yeah, and there's a little clip of him talking about his art. But that really is his passion, 
as well as filmmaking and television, but he really is a fine painter. Definitely, for sure. So uh, I'm, I think we're almost out of time, but I'd love to ask you, too, what your theory is about the log. I mean, there's some theories. I don't know if it was ever really revealed in the show, but could it be that uh, the spirit of lo- the log lady's husband is in the log? I mean... No, I, I wouldn't read that much into it. Yeah. I do like... You, this but, is. Wh- uh, I yeah. mean, he did die in a fire, but um, I think, uh, you know... We hold fast to totems that remind us of the people we love. Mm. I wouldn't say the spirit of him is in the log. Right. I would say that she holds fast to the memory of her dead husband. But <clears throat> really, the log is just a log. Mm. And we never anthropomorphize the log. Yeah. Not, not a she or a he. It, it's, it's a good log, though. <laughs> and and David actually gave you the actual log that you used yes, in Twin Peaks. I, I I have it in trust. Very good. In a secure, undisclosed location. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you brought the you brought the mini log with you yes, for the fest. I did. I, I have what I call the travel log. The travel log. That's great. It's in my suitcase. Otherwise, the airlines won't let me carry it because they said it could be used as a bludgeon. Once I oh, called wow. United Airlines and said I have this log and I want to carry it on, and they said. The log. <laughs> it was very funny. Oh, anyway, and I don't take the the real log with me. Although we'll have to get it to wherever we're shooting if it's going to even be in it. We don't. I don't really know anything for right. sure. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for your time. Do, do you My pleasure. And and do do watch episode thirteen. Uh, yes, I. Um, see you, Brian. We're gonna as we do each episode. Uh, we're gonna watch fourteen together. Okay, great. So uh, that way... The last the episode that reveals the killer, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that'll be good. Uh, we're, we're I have forward. my theories, but I don't want to say them because no, Ben... No, no, don't say. Yeah. Right. yeah. Think Enjoy. about it. Yeah. All right. Well, it was great talking to you guys. You did a good interview. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. You'll notice that there's a man whose name is Bob, different Bob, that walks up, different Mike, different Bob, totally different Bob, that walks up and says, the reason for signing the contract at four, when Mr. Horn returns, make sure they do not hear about Laura Palmer's death. It'll go to the whole deal. Okay? Okay, Bob. Okay, Bob. Now, Bob, this is interesting. He's uncredited. And I'm interested because Kiana staff here would probably know this because I don't know if he's still alive or not. But the man that owned the Kiana Lodge was a man named Bob Reedy. Bob Reedy played that role. David just threw him in the scene. Okay, now we're here with Brad Dukes. Hi, Brad. Hey, how's it going? Great. How was the How was the Twin Peaks Fest this weekend? Oh my gosh, it was fantastic. I think this has been my seventh one, hmm. and it was the best. And what makes it the best? Why was it so good? <laughs> it always comes back to the people. Um, I just had such a great time. I met so many new friends, and I got to reconnect with my old ones, and we just spent, you know, four or five straight days geeking out about the show we love most. And I think you you, you, you sent a tweet uh, about how that you were on a, a bus tour with Josh there. Can you can you elaborate about that, the, the bus well, tour? Yeah, well, um, Josh Eisenstadt, who is a longtime Twin Peaks Festival attendee, and uh, basically Twin Peaks expert, uh, he was guiding a bus tour. It was actually the first bus tour he has ever guided. Hmm. And we were just chit-chatting, and we just decided that I would co-host it with him and just uh, flood those poor bus 
tour attendees uh, <laughs> with as much knowledge as possible. Too funny. So, what are you, cause I, so I saw some video that uh, uh, Peter did from Welcome to Twin Peaks uh, where where he, he was giving a tour, but I, I didn't know if that was still part of the bus tour or if he was just doing tours of locations. Like, do you think that was the same thing? Oh, yeah, I think that was on Periscope. Yeah, yeah that per- was a separate uh, tour Okay. Sunday, but uh, this was the the Saturday a.m. bus tour. Very good. And so what what are some sites that you guys saw that you talked about? Like, what was that like? Oh, well, most of these locations are either uh, used in the pilot or in Firewalk with me, and then the rest of them are kind of used for exterior establishing shots. So, obviously, uh, Tweed's Diner, which is the double R diner on the show. Uh, there's also... James's overlook scene where he's holding the half heart in his hand and, you know, oh, yeah. booting a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what else? We went to the sheriff's department, which is now a racing school. But huh. now uh, an old mill company used to own it, and then they sold the land. And if you were a fan, there was no way you could get in and see the sheriff's department. Really? Until this uh, racing school opened up. And they've been very friendly and accepting to the fans. That's awesome. And I think they remodel it. It's like it's a bigger building than it used to be, I, I believe. Like, I think they were talking about they're going to have to re- figure out how to shoot the station, the fire station because it's so much bigger now or something. Or it's been, I think. I th- yeah. I, yeah. The only uh, real difference is they knocked down the wall that Sheriff Truman is standing in front of, the black phone. Oh, okay. The brown phone, no. Uh, (laughs) That's a a Lucy joke. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, I don't know if, uh, I I think David Lynch was there scouting it out, so I guess they will be returning. Cool, yeah, I mean, we've heard rumors that... uh, that that uh, some people have maybe spoken about th- that Lynch has gone to these different sites and that there's a good possibility that that's where they're gonna they're gonna film in these these other houses and and the police station and yeah yeah I think quite a few fans I didn't talk to anybody that was either at a residence or a business about anything but I know a lot of festival attendees did so Twin Peaks is definitely in the air up there awesome and uh, what was that I look I so I saw the, in a I saw some video where you were in the red room, which I thought you guys looked like you had a lot of fun with that, like that 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 uh, that room that they decorated as a. What was that like? I mean, you guys just fooling around. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that was so fun. There's a gentleman who I believe owns the same kind of chair that Cooper sits in in the Black Lodge. I don't wow. think it's the chair. Yeah, it looked exactly really good. Though. That's cool. the same type, and so they had that in there and. I went in there with uh, Peter from Welcome to Twin Peaks and John Thorne from Wrapped in Plastic. Yeah, I thought that was him. I saw and, uh, my friend Scott from the Red Room podcast, and we basically recreated every single Black Lodge <laughs> scene. Awesome. <laughs> pictures. Very cool. And, and, you, and I'm sure you brought your book along uh, uh, during the festival. Did, did, was there like yeah. a – yeah, you had like a little table or something that – stuff with that? Yeah, on, the, on Friday mornings they have a sign-in where – Vendors bring things they've made, and I've got to give a shout-out to all the vendors. They really brought their A-game, uh, all these handcrafted goods and original shirts wow. and, and prints. Uh, they were so talented, and uh, just got to give them credit because I was blown away kind of looking at all the tables before everything opened up. 
Cool. I always wonder, like, so what? You know, when these when these events are over for the day, are you still going? I mean, are you still hanging out with all the other fans, or like, kind of, do you just do your own thing at, at near the end of the yeah. day? Yeah. This year, I was basically up until about four or five a.m. <laughs> hanging wow. out. Wow. Uh, with my friends and talking about Twin Peaks, I really <laughs> didn't sleep very much because I was having so much fun, and that time is just so precious. So. We stayed up till the wee hours of the morning. Uh, I actually hung out with Johnny LaPelle, who is Pierre Tremont, Chalfont, in Firewalk with me. Oh, yeah. Uh, until about 3 or 4 a.m. Uh, wow. just hanging out and swapping stories. It was so much fun. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, so. We we interviewed uh, Peter. Uh, that was our first interview we had for the show. And yeah, he was saying that uh, when he was a kid, he was he, he had nightmares from from <laughs> Firewalk with me and stuff from just being part of that and stuff. That's that's too funny. Um, yeah. And so so you also were, you must have attended the 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 dinner, the celebrities dinner. And how how did that go? That was fun. It was the first year we held the event there. This is a country club. I think it's the it's Snoqualmie Country Club, maybe, and it was a lot of fun. That's where they had the Red Room set up, and dinner was great. The panel, you know, to be completely honest with you, it seemed like the celebrity panel this year with the question and answer sessions, it seemed a little more low-key. They weren't, the, the guests weren't as forthcoming. But I, I don't know if that's with the non-disclosure agreements or if they were a little too scared to give anything away, but... It definitely felt to me the answers were pretty brief and succinct. But after that, we had the costume contest, which was an absolute riot. And um, and then I guess they had the the autograph session after that. Yeah. Now these are I I, I think all of the panel uh, just about you had interviewed in in reflections of old history of Twin Peaks, right? I mean, pretty much everybody there. You probably. You, <laughs> Yeah, except for Johnny Lapel, who I, uh, I guess he was in Firewalk with me, so I didn't ever try to uh, track him down. But yeah, I think I had talked to everybody else. That's really cool. So, so would they know who you are? Like, would you be able to go? Like, if you were getting, you know, a signature for them, or, or, do you think they knew who you were? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've met most of them at numerous events over the years, and talked to them for my book. The only. Uh, Guys, I hadn't talked, I hadn't met in person were Ian Buchanan and Gary Hershberger, and we were actually staying at the same hotel, so I ran into them uh, from time to time, and they're just great. Yeah, they're such nice guys. Well, cool. And so there was a there was a tiny bit of news. I mean, so what I saw from videos was one was that uh, Charlotte Stewart looks like she's working on a book, and I think it's going to focus on Eraserhead and Twin Peaks and. My yeah, little, my, uh, my uh, little house on a prairie, prairie and stuff. That right? Is yeah, that the news? That's true. Yeah. Uh, I had known about that because I have a, an in with Charlotte there for a little while. But uh, but yeah, I think she announced that is definitely a go. And she said I think April first of next year was the target date. The funny thing is that well, first the funny thing is that's April Fool's Day, <laughs> April first. It's also my birthday. It actually, yep. it honestly, is my birthday. But it's kind of yeah, it's funny to be April first. That's something. Oh, that's awesome. Um, you know, I got to say, Charlotte was one of the very first people I interviewed, and the reason I interviewed her was at my first festival in two thousand eight. You know, I sat down and talked with her for a while, and then all the stories she had were so interesting, and I just remember looking around thinking is is anybody getting this down because these stories are just incredible <laughs> so i am really excited that she's got a book in the works 
That is awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to check that out. And then, and then, um, Catherine Colson uh, mentioned uh, she had a note, basically a message from David that she read. That was pretty cool too. I thought. Yeah, I I remember it was a very uh, eloquent uh, message, and I think it's online somewhere. I'm sure somebody taped that. Yeah, but, I think uh, we're, we're actually speaking out. Yeah, Peter Peter had recorded, and he gave us permission to actually. Uh, we're we're going to play it at the end of this episode. So yeah, she kind of talks, and David Lynch talks about mystery and how there's not enough new mysteries anymore. And basically, it seemed to me like he was kind of saying. We want to bring mysteries back into you know yeah. with Twin Peaks. We want to bring that 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 sense of mystery again, which I can't wait for and stuff. So uh, yeah. So do you, is there anything else you want to share with us about the your 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 weekend at the festival? Oh gosh, I just want to say I had the best time. I had such a great time. Uh, I, I almost feel depressed <laughs> coming <laughs> back uh, and having to work today. It was such a fun time and. You know, there's so many laughs and memories and so many great people. That's the reason this fest has survived. And I think it's kind of the people and the fans uh, everywhere, the reason the show is coming back. I don't think that happens without dedication with people doing podcasts and throwing festivals in numerous areas and sort of banding together online behind something they believe in. So it's many times this weekend I would just have to pinch myself when me and some of my friends or whoever were talking about what might happen because I just kept thinking like a year ago this was a pipe dream yeah. <laughs> it, it would have seemed impossible so it, it's just such a surreal time to be a Twin Geeks fan and it was awesome to go up there and hang out with with the fans that's something. Well, thank you so much, Brad, for your yeah. time, and we really do appreciate it. And uh, I, we're still loving the book. I know uh, Brian still got the, the got yep. the book, and I've yep. got the Kindle version, and, and it's great. It's a great resource. And uh, thank you for all you're doing for the community. And uh, I hope we get to talk to you again sometime. No doubt. You guys take care. Take care. Yeah, Thanks, Brad. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So that's our show, Brian. Uh, this is the Twin Peaks Fest 2015. We had uh, Peter from uh, Welcome to Twin Peaks. We got to have Catherine Coulson, from, uh, the, a.k.a. the Log, Log Lady. Lady. And we got to have Brad Dukes, uh, the author of Reflections, A Oral History of Twin Peaks. A great uh, great group of people. Thank you, all of you guys, for, for doing that. And, uh, it was awesome. It was really cool. I mean, I had a good time. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I had a lot of fun. You know, it's so funny. There's so many other things we could talk about, but I thought this is such a solid show that I think in the future we can talk more about other festivals and, yeah, and there's so much yeah. we can talk about. But next week we will be back to recapping uh, Twin Peaks and we'll be focused on uh, episode six. Yes, episode six. So we're getting close to the end of the, of the first season here. Yeah, and um, I think we're moving right along. And Today's show was just very special. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I love yeah. just hearing. I know I didn't speak much <laughs> because I don't know as much as you do. And, yeah. you, you know, you're pretty much speaking for both of us Definitely. in a way. Like yeah. everything I, I I would ask. We talk about ask, it before yeah, yeah. before we go on air. So or, people or, might be or, like, why Brian's – I'm here listening. But <laughs> I'm – like when we had the log lady on, I was like – I was just – in awe. Yeah, I was in awe. I was surprised I could speak at all. I know, I, mean, I, I know. I, you were very nervous. <laughs> I was nervous for you. Right. I was nervous. And it was so cool that she took the time to have a quick chat with us, yeah. and it was awesome. And I think we I learned a lot. I don't think we could get any better than that. I don't think we could get any better than that. So thank you guys all for this, and uh, we're going to end the show with um, so Catherine E. Coulson actually delivered a message from David Lynch at the Twin Peaks Festival, yeah, and uh, 
And I think we'll just leave it there. It'll just be David Lynch's message. And and the funny thing is, I think the ironic thing is being done by Catherine Coulson, who, as the log lady, was always delivering messages and stuff. You know so- what? I'm glad you said that because during the interview, I was thinking about that. Like, she's the one that delivers the messages in the show. Yeah. And now, or she tells them deliver the yeah. message, right? I mean, and now yeah. David Lynch is giving her the messages to be delivered. Yeah. And it, it sounds like from that interview, this is not the first time. Yeah. You know? And and it probably won't be the last. She's Let's sort of not. like this mouthpiece for him. I for, hope so. And I know? and I hope I hope we get to see her in the in the new series. I really do. I think we it wouldn't be the same if she wasn't on, on the new uh, Twin Peaks. Oh, she will definitely be there. So let's do that. Let's play that. We'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll just say that if you want to listen to us, you can hear us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. It's yep. free. It's free. And please uh, leave comments and and reviews on the iTunes. Yeah, That'd we really cool. do appreciate that. That would be awesome. And, and you know, if you don't want to do it on iTunes, you can go to our email, TwinPeaksUnwrapped at, Twin at gmail.com. Yes. And we're on Twitter at uh, TwinPeaksUnwrapped, or you can find us at TwinPeaksUnwrapped. Yes. And, and Facebook. Us, yeah, Facebook. I'll like us on Facebook, Twin Peaks Unwrapped. Uh, all those things, please give us your feedback. Yeah. And, and you can go to our website, TwinPeaksUnwrapped.com, and that's where you can find also all the podcasts, all the episodes. Yes. Cool. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, have a good one, and we'll see you next week. All right. What happened is, he said, we live in a world where there really is no mystery or honoring of mystery anymore real mystery and so i find that personally david said depressing so i would like to rediscover a world where everyone discovers on their own what real mystery is